Hello and welcome back to How Your Podcast Plays Masters of Nan and Tap. We have finally got everyone back together. I'm so pleased and we're going to record the next few episodes tonight. My name is Joe Trier and tonight I'll be playing the noted adventurer and um, extreme survival expert um, and Cambridge University Professor Sebastian Danvers. And I'm joined by some pretty incredible Call of Cthulhu broadcasters. Uh, we'll do some very brief introductions and then on with the show. So welcome back, Owen. Let's start with you. How are you doing and uh, who are you playing tonight? Uh, I'm doing good. I am playing not Ryan McNulty. Sorry. <laughs> What's his first name? Sean. Uh, Sean McNulty. I don't know where Ryan McNulty came from. It's a soccer player from years ago. Uh, I'm playing Sean McNulty, an Irish teenager ended up in Peru because he worked on the boats former or recovering maybe cult member cult creator um, <laughs> and if you're listening to this and thinking those sanity points and luck and everything isn't quite right it's been a long time between coordinates in real life so stare at thereabouts <laughs> and uh, next up welcome back to the show Murph it's great to have you here uh, how you doing and uh, who are you playing tonight doing good thanks for having me it's uh i'm playing jackson elias this time because because william ruthven went balls crazy last time <laughs> spectacularly um, and uh, next up welcome back seth it's great to have you on the show how you doing and who are you playing tonight oh thank you for having me um i'm playing a uh, Dwayne kemper a uh, grease monkey mechanic from queens new york who is uh who's been able to keep most of his sanity but he has never made an appraisal role in his life <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that won't come back to bite us at any point. Nah, it's nah, never a problem. They're just always fakes. And our last player tonight. Welcome back to the show, Veronica. How you doing? And who you playing tonight? Hi, everyone. It's great to be here. Uh, I'm playing Tess, and I'm a scientist. I'm here for the scientists, and I know everything about science. Don't worry about it. Brilliant. And uh, our keeper tonight, uh, a regular on How We Roll. Welcome back, Scott. I mean, this is pretty standard for How We Roll, would you say? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think there is an appropriate degree of tomfoolery, so yes. <laughs> I don't know. If we said tomfoolery in a court of law, I don't think he'd laugh at us. <laughs> we consider tomfoolery. Uh, yeah, tomfoolery with a fairly high body count. Yeah. Uh, so it has actually been uh, around around four or five months since we've last played. So Scott, if you could give us a bit of uh, a recap, that would be that would oh, be damn, fantastic. Damn, I was hoping you could tell me what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so last session or last few sessions, uh, the gang had gone to Puno up in the Andean highlands of Peru on the shores of Lake Titicaca. Uh, you'd gone up there to try to track down a woman called Nera, who was Jackson Elias's contact in the area, who had given him, given him a lot of details about local folklore, how it all tied in with the Pishtaku, who you've encountered, these fat-sucking vampires, and how uh, this might relate to this pyramid that Augustus Larkin had a long time ago, it seems, even though it was probably less than a week in game time, had tried to convince you to join him to find in the Andean Highlands this pyramid that is supposedly filled with riches. And you eventually tracked down Nera on one of the floating islands in Lake Titicaca, and unfortunately, while you were speaking to her, a few of the Pishtaku who had been tracking you had gotten to the island, killed everyone else there, and you'd got into a bit of a fight with them, trying to protect yourselves and Nera. And in the process, you managed to kill two of them, one of them got away. You destroyed the evidence, you put the bodies into a boat and set fire to it and pushed it out into the, uh, the lake. 
You then cleaned most of the blood off yourselves, headed back to your hotel, cleaned up further, did a bit of shopping, getting the supplies you'd need to travel across the highlands, so things like uh, heavy blankets, tents, trail rations, and a few mules to carry this stuff for you. And so we'd left it at the point where it was probably around lunchtime, and you were heading out into the highlands trying to follow the trail to where you think this pyramid is i mean you've you've got a a fairly a fairly rough location on a map but you i guess you know if it's a pyramid it might stand out are we alone or have we got sort of porters to help us oh i mean that's up to you Considering some of the things that have gone on in Puno recently, the fact that people associate the Pishtaku with being generally white people, <laughs> just generally the fact that you're you're heading out to an area of the countryside that people have heard bad stories about, it might be difficult to hire locals to go with you. On the other hand, mules probably have few such reservations. I kind of imagine that Sebastian has got one of those brightly coloured ponchos <laughs> to kind of keep him warm. And he's either sat on a really like rickety mule that he's really struggling to balance on, or somehow he's like acquired a llama and he's like perched <laughs> right on top of it <laughs> with all of his bags of clothes and everything else. Right, let's go. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, you reckon if the pyramid is where you think it is, that it's probably maybe going to be three days travel. At this time of year, it, during the daytime, it's it's not too cold. I mean, it's probably... Sorry, I don't really do Fahrenheit. Celsius-wise, it's probably, you know, getting on for 20 degrees, so it's you know fairly comfortable. As the day goes on and you're moving across these, these grasslands and plains in between the mountains, or, you know, every now and then heading up, the heading along the slopes of, of the edges of the mountains... As, as the day goes on, it is getting colder and colder. And by the time the sun goes down, the temperature is plummeting quite seriously. I, Jackson certainly has travelled through this area before, though admittedly, you know, last time you were here, it was probably a few months ago, so it was, it was warmer then. But you'll know that you know, this time of year it does get down to probably below freezing or around freezing. So we should probably stop, guys, and, and make camp before it gets too dark and we freeze to death. Sounds like a plan. No argument with me. I'm absolutely freezing up here. Are you looking for any particular kind of so landscape do to do that? Or if there's a hotel, it'd be handy. I guess if there's an area that flattens out, maybe. Is it flat? Are we on the step right now, or is it... Is, is there any trees in the distance? Or? There aren't many trees around here. The The landscape is pretty desolate. I mean, there's lots of long grass, but there aren't many trees around here. Um, what I think this should come down to is probably a group, a group luck roll to see whether you can find somewhere suitable before it gets too dark. Um, before we do that, however, one thing that we probably should do is a luck refresh for you because it has been a few sessions and you're going to need some luck. So let's quickly go around uh, in turn. So let's start with Sebastian. Um, so make a luck roll and let me know if you pass or fail. Okay, so 
On a D100, I rolled a 58, and I'm down to 39 luck. Excellent. So I guess I failed, but that's good. So you get 2D10 plus 10 luck. So that's a 17 in total. So 7 plus 10. Right. Then how about Dwayne? How lucky is Dwayne today? Let's see. Uh, Dwayne's luck was... Uh, what was this? 62? Okay, I made my luck roll, so it's a D10 plus 5. That's right. Okay, got a 7 plus 10, 17 more. Right. Uh, how about Jackson Allies? Uh, in that case, I rolled a, a 55, which is under my luck. Okay, so you'll get a D10 plus 5. So 14 total back. So that gives me 94, just so that we're clear. Jeez. Oh, wow. Then, Mr. McNulty. So, I don't know what my luck was on my sheet because it's been so long since we played it. I, I'm going to say it's probably like at least, at its most, even 30, probably. Yeah, it was fairly low. I remember that. Well, rolling against the 30, I rolled an 18. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> so get... Watch that be my only success tonight. You'll get a D10 plus 5 on that then. Yeah, so we got. Oh, okay. That's not so bad. 15. Okay. More luck. So, up to 45. And finally, Tess. Okay, so my luck is at 40, and I rolled a 39. Oh, no. So pretty excited <laughs> about that. So you get a D10 and plus 5. Yeah. Okay, so seven whole points. Right. So then to determine whether or not you manage to find somewhere that is appropriately sheltered yet flat, whoever's got the lowest luck out of the bunch of you, and that sounds like it might be Mr. McNulty, should make a luck roll. 46 versus 45. <laughs> of course I do. <laughs> this is going to be a theme. We're going to be off by one for everything. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, by the time oh, okay. by the time the weather has you know, got really cold and it's getting dark and you've realised that you need to make camp as a matter of urgency, you're in the middle of this big open flat plain in the long grass. I, it, it is nice and flat, but there's just no shelter. So when the wind picks up, you're going to feel it. It's our story in Jill Dive Hepturmia on the step of the room. I'm probably going to regret saying this, but do you think maybe we should leave a watch or something? I mean, there could be some of those, you know, Pishtaku, um, the, the vampires crawling up these cliffs at any moment. I, I believe they want people's fat. Not don't care about telling time. <laughs> a watch sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I, oh, I get it. I mean, yes, gallows humor. Well done. <laughs> so, how do we decide who's on first watch? You know, I'll take first watch. I mean, I just I go to bed later, but then I get to sleep solid after that. So, you know, I'll take that. And I'll take the second watch. Oh, I'm third then. Well, I, I'm I'm an early riser, so if I take the last watch and you just wake me up, sounds like two hours each. That's probably more than enough time for us to eight hours sleep. Good job, guys. <laughs> no, um, I, I'll stay, look while we're here with, to make sure no one follows us. I'll stay up maybe in the first watch with Dwayne just to make sure uh, an extra set of eyes for the first couple of hours. Assume we don't need to have five watches for a night's sleep. Like it's, it's, it seems a bit excessive. It's entirely up to you. Whatever you feel most comfortable doing. 
I've, I've been on this show before. I killed my fair share of characters. I'm not happy about it being solo watch. I'm not gonna lie, lads. <laughs> I thought we were gonna do it in twos, so I'll go with the first watch with Dwayne. That's, that's probably a good idea. Okay, so McNulty and Dwayne are sitting there around. I assume you've built a fire because otherwise it's going to be pretty fucking cold. Um, so sitting there around the fire, uh, everyone else. You know, is in their tents at this stage, and you can hear the soft sounds of snoring. Uh, or at least you might be able to hear it if if the wind weren't picking up a bit. And it is, I mean, it's a whistling through you know some of the distant peaks and passes. And between that and the constant rustling of of the long grasses around you, yeah, it, it's it's actually surprisingly noisy around here. Man, I wish I had written a harmonica on my character sheet. That'd be perfect right now. <laughs> Sean is delighted you haven't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's also fairly dark. I mean, the the sky is reasonably clear, but the face of the moon is, is fairly dark at this stage. Um, so, you know, you can see a nice spray of stars up above, but in terms of ambient light and being able to see much in the long grass around you, once you get past the the radius of the firelight, it, it's pretty much pitch black out there. And every now and then you see movements, which is you know the grass blowing, or every now and then you know the the mules just shuffling around. Uh, every now and then one of them brays a little bit. Well, they're probably uh, what I'm doing is just I'm not really going to be looking in the fire because that makes you night blind, and I learned that during the Great War. Uh, speaking, of, I'm probably dazzling slash boring the hell out of Sean with all sorts of stories about the war. <laughs> yeah, this I I will uh, have a hip flask that I'm drinking from and passing to Dwayne in the hope that he s at least slows down the stories that are coming a mile a minute by the sounds of us. <laughs> they, they probably don't go in any order. They're all sporadic. It's like listening to a child tell you a story. <laughs> Let me tell you what time at the Kaiser. <laughs> <laughs> Now boot camp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what I would like is for both of you to make a listen roll, and it's going to have to be a hard one just because of the amount of ambient noise around. I didn't know there was any other roll other than hard rolls. <laughs> by, by, by hard, it's just because Dwayne's droning on and on. Sorry about that. <laughs> Uh, 79, I'm a little tipsy at this point. <laughs> and he is droning on. I got a 23, and uh, so my hard listen was a 27, so I got it. Okay. Mine was versus 20. So, yeah, McNulty doesn't seem to be paying any attention to this. I mean, he's obviously so entranced with the stories you're telling him that he's not paying attention to anything else. But, <laughs> you know, it, during a gap in the conversation, you hear... Yeah, th there's that braying of one of the mules again, but this time it sounds like there's a hint of urgency or pain in it, and then there's a, a sort of thumping sound, like something falling. Huh. Okay, um, then uh, at about, about how far away are the mules from the fire we're sitting around? Not far. Uh, they're just, yeah, you know, they're just really, you know, in between the tents or just, just not far from the tents. Okay, 
the, the, the problem with it is I'm going to stand up and uh, with my flashlight basically try to get just a good line of sight to where the sound came from and just shine my flashlight to uh, make sure the mules are okay. Okay. So, as you shine the light through the darkness, it moves through the tents, through the long grass, and you're picking out all sorts of long shadows. As the firelight is dancing as well, it's making all the shadows move even more, and the rustling of the grass and so on. But then you, 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 know, you move past a couple of the mules, and then just on the far side of them, just at the back of Danvis's tent, you can see that one of the mules is lying on the ground and its legs are twitching. You can just see its hind legs poking out round the side of the tent, and it, yeah, its, its legs are twitching backwards and forwards urgently, kicking the grass. Ah... Uh... Uh, hey, uh, Sean? Yeah, what is it? One of the Germans again? Um, I, we might have a fat sucking vampire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, right. Maybe we should wake up the guys then. Uh, well, I'm going kind of... to at least creep cl- a little closer. I want to see if I can see what's going on with the thing, but I, I tell it shot before I go wandering off into the darkness <laughs> alone where I'm going. <laughs> So, like, I'm kind of half panicked and saying maybe we should wait the guys. And as he, Dwayne comes to tell me what he's doing, it's like, you can't, you can't go alone. I'll, I'll follow him. Okay, so a few paces behind, and Dwayne is taking the lead. Many paces and, behind, yeah. <laughs> As you go around the edge of the tent <laughs> and you get to see the rest of the mule, yeah, is lying down there on the ground and there is a figure hunched over it. This figure is dressed in rags. It looks emaciated. It's got long, stringy hair. And there, there, there's filth in the air and you can see there's there's blood soaked in there as well. And there's, yeah, it, as, as the light picks out the shape, you can see that there's blood all over the mule and all over the long grass and as you shine the light around this thing raises its head up and you can see the huge toothful disc of its mouth and its maddened red eyes glinting in the light as it just hisses at you what do you do um well if i make my sand i'm probably going to shoot it in the face okay yeah, like, we rolled sanity is this yeah, a test get, get, yeah uh, yeah give me sand rolls i mean you've seen a few of these things so you're you're pretty well maxed out on what you can lose sand wise at the end of the day either the gunshot or my scream will be the alarm <laughs> oh i got a three. Oh right Crap, I missed it by one. <laughs> oh, I told you. I got three versus 38. Oh, I, had, okay. I have a 46 and I rolled a 47. So. Right. Damn it. Then, I mean, Dwayne at this stage yeah, stumbles backwards uh, it, it just involuntarily. I mean, you, you, I, th- I think you've lost enough sand here that you'll only lose one more point here. But, you know, the point is that you've lost some. So you stumble backwards away from this hideous figure. And as you do so, you, you just, your foot gets caught on one of the guy ropes and you trip for a moment. And as you, as you fight to keep your balance, you just drop the torch. And it it swings, it rolls away from you, and just points into the long grass, away from what's going on. And you know where you were looking at this creature a moment ago, it's now pitch dark, but you can hear the sound of frantic movement. 
<laughs> and the sound of me wetting my pants. So, what are you folks doing? Sleeping really soundly. <laughs> <laughs> so, how far are we from the tents exactly? Are we? Are we like just? Outside, like the circle of the fire. And yes, yeah, you're you're perhaps a few feet outside the circle of the fire, and you're you're pretty much just up against the edge of Danvers's tent. In fact, that's a good point. Um, yeah, Joe, do you want to give me a luck roll for Danvers here? Mm, definitely. If you fail this and you don't wake up, you're getting a kick in the head, Joe. So either way, you're going to lose that something <laughs> just to wake you up. Okay, he's really tired. So if he passes, I think he stays asleep. 90, so he wakes up. <laughs> no, 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 you, 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 you are oblivious to all this. I'm even despite Dwayne having kicked one of the guy ropes and your tent shaking and you know, this hissing sound and the sound of two men you know, muttering and possibly even shrieking a little bit outside your tent, you are dead to the world. Oh, no, not now, Mother. Just five more minutes and then bring me tea and kippers in bed. <laughs> <laughs> In Kippers. Oh my yeah. god. You get insight to Joe's life there, lads. <laughs> <laughs> I know, honey, you worked a long day at the NHS today, but if you could, just bring me a cup of tea and cuppers before you go to sleep. <laughs> you talk about the stuff that Joe didn't believe when he read about America. <laughs> All the Americans like, Kippers, there's no way real people do this. Do people not have kippers and two boiled eggs for breakfast? Is that not a thing? Kippers aren't even in Ireland, lad. <laughs> and if they are, it's people who, who lived in London for a while or something. I'm not entirely sure that they translate to the same thing here as they do there. So Smoked fish, basically. Yeah, yeah, horrible, okay, horrible, they do. Smoked yeah. fish. Horrible. Uh, so, as this happens, I get back, back in the room. <laughs> um, I'm going to kind of see Dwayne, I assume, is kind of locked up and frozen at what he sees. Well, actually, and... you, you can't see anything now. I mean, you can see the firelight off to one side because with, with him having dropped the torch and it now pointing into the long grass away from you, and th there's a bit of ambient light, but I mean, you can perhaps just make out the vague outline of where Dwayne is. You can maybe make out a bit of the outline of Danvers's tent, but beyond that, I mean, you... Yeah, I mean, every now and then you can see just a glint of the firelight being reflected in the eyes of the mules, but that's it. So, like, I'm going to, like, pick up if there's, like, a tent pole nearby or, like, the lid of a box that we're using to cart stuff around the place, pick up some sort of, uh, weapon. Well, g g um, give, and... give me a luck roll to see whether there's something to hand. Oh, boy. And just start screaming all bloody hell for everyone to get up, basically. Uh, versus 45 luck. Thirteen. Hello. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, you you kind of reached out. Is there down. a sledgehammer? What, what what there is? <laughs> no, like, actually, a mallet for, a, a mallet for the pegs. Well, there's the tent peg itself that you can pull out of the ground fairly easily that can make quite a good stabbing weapon. That that I guess I always I, I see Sean as more of a, a bludgeoning blunt <laughs> brute force slugger type but i think you know so, it, the kinds the, of things that up. are likely to be here yeah you, you you can grab hold of the tent peg and pull it up at which point sebastian's tent just collapses on him that's one problem <laughs> uh, i'm just gonna start uh guys there's, there's some of those uh fish taco guys here we, we like <laughs> help i can imagine sebastian starts completely panicking and he's like running around with the tent <laughs> over his head trying to get out <laughs> in the direction of the fish taco <laughs> but he's not that strong, so he's probably just like failing under the heavy because it'd be like really heavy canvas. <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
Like Jackson Elias comes out with just his pants and suspenders on, nothing else, and a forty-five revolver in one hand. And a pipe. He's had time to lay his pipe. <laughs> but it does sound like one of you is making a lot more noise than the other. Uh, uh, well, Dwayne is going to be picking up his uh, flashlight while screaming, Fat Sucking Vampires! Fat Sucking Vampires! <laughs> He's finally appraised something correctly. <laughs> Sweeping it across the, the grass everything to see if I could figure out where that thing went. Just as you grab it and sweep it round, you can see this blur of motion of this emaciated, crazed-looking figure just leaping through the air towards McNulty. Okay. Uh, what's Mc, what's what's McNulty doing about this? No, I'm gonna um, basically run forward, put a hand on Danvers, and try and pull him back towards the fire. So, like, what, what my thinking is, I want to get somewhere where we have vision of whatever's attacking us, and hopefully, people are coming out into a circled camp, and we're all reasonably close together. So, basically, you're trying to not engage with this thing that is trying to attack you. So, that would be a dodge roll. 59 versus... Where's my dodge? Not 59, I'm pretty sure. It is not. It's 25. Well, I mean, the good news is that between the collapsing tent and the, the loose guy rope that's there now and the, the still twitching form of the mule on the ground and the fact that there are people now running around all over the place, in the confusion, I mean, this thing leaps at where it thinks you are and just seems to get slightly tangled up on one of the ropes uh, and, and just it, it misses you, it, it rolls forward and, and then just almost disappears into the long grass I mean, you know, you're, you're waving the light around but then you've just lost it again in the shadows of the long grass As people I assume are starting to come out and say uh, guys there's uh, at least one of these things after eating one of our mules I don't know what we gotta do but like I don't know how many of them's there. We just saw that one. He's just trying to attack me. It's not good. So it sounded like Dwayne, you know, I mean, everyone else is still getting up and out of their tents, but Dwayne is the other person who's in a position to act here. So, you know, Dwayne has, has got his flashlight again. What What's he doing? I will, well, Dwayne's got his flash, flashlight and his, uh, his uh, 30-06. And uh, I'm, I'm going to sweep. And if I see that thing, I'm going to put a bullet in it. Okay. Well, give me a spot hidden roll then. Didn't say I was necessarily going to make that spot hidden roll. Let's see. Um, so... Well, but I did. Oh, wow. I got a hard success. Nice. So, yeah, you sweep the flashlight backwards and forwards a couple of times. And then all of a sudden you can see these two eyes glinting at you from between some of the some of the strands of grass uh, as this thing is is hunched down almost on all fours getting ready to spring and leap again i would like to put a bullet between those glinting eyes <laughs> okay then i think it's close enough that you'll get a bonus die for this being point blank range okay oh it's really close then okay so that's probably good news, right? Uh, 55 is my skill roll. Ooh, hopefully this bonus works. It's either a 68 or a 18. Ooh. Hey. <laughs> so that's not so quite So I got a high success. Right. Okay, then give me a damage roll. Uh, so 2d6 plus 4. Right, uh, 11 points. Oh boy. 
Ow. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, just as this thing is getting ready to leap and pounce on you, your bullet smacks into its neck, and it takes a big chunk of meat out. There's something that may be blood leaking out. There's white fluid and black fluid leaking out. As its head lolls to one side, its eyes still glinting. Let's see whether it manages to stay conscious through this. It does. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, 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 his head seems to be you know, just really hanging on by the broken fragments of, of its spine. But somehow it, it still has it within it to leap forward towards you. What are you doing? Um, I would like to... Oh, what's my what's my fight back? About the same as my dodge. I'm gonna hit that thing with my rifle butt once it tries to come at me. Fantastic. Okay. Shit. <laughs> okay. Well, I I, I, I I rolled a zero. I rolled a zero one on its attack. So okay. you know what? Oh god. I'm I'm feeling gutsy. <laughs> um, let's, oh let's see how this goes. Um, that would have been a fumble? <laughs> so, so, critical versus fumble. Then I think, oh not only does it succeed with its plan to leap on you and pin you down to the ground, but in doing so, it, it knocks you back so that you actually land with the middle of your back over one of the tent pegs that's sticking out of the ground. Ow! Yeah. Um, and, yeah, this thing just... This way you go on the double watch. This, this skewers into your back, uh, doing five points of damage. Uh, as, oh, as, as, you know, you can feel something in your spine go crunch and the flesh rip there. Okay. And, and this thing is now on top of you, pinning you to the ground. It's huge, bloody disc of a mouth coming down towards well it looks like it's trying to get down towards your chest but with the damage that you've done to its neck it's not very coordinated and it looks like it's actually coming down towards the side of your face now so during this i've been trying not to hop out of the tent quite so quickly (laughs) uh, because i feel like we've just been rushing right in there and giving away our position (laughs) so I've been just kind of watching through the hole in my tent. Nice. Does this happen to happen near my tent so maybe I could see the shadow or Ooh, get, something? Give me a spot hidden roll to see whether you can okay. you can get a, a good line of sight on it. And likewise, I, I burst out with just my bracers on, so to speak. Oh, okay. And a pistol. That is a 22 versus 75. Oh, yes. So. Yeah. Yeah, with the hole in your tent, you can. Yeah, Tess gets a perfect line of sight uh, towards this creature, I and mean, it is pinning Dwayne to the ground at the moment. So, I mean, if you are about to shoot it, you know, do bear in mind that you are effectively shooting into a melee. And there's, you know, if you're unlucky, or well, particularly if Dwayne's unlucky, there's a good chance you might hit the wrong target. But. Pfft. And I am literally pinned to the ground. Like like a butterfly in someone's collection. <laughs> so shoot from above and just down with no thought to... I got it. We're on the same page. Okay. <laughs> uh, well. uh, yeah, I'm just going to shoot into combat if I can. Right. Oh, I got to fumble by one. Then, I yeah... You're not quite close enough for this to be point-blank range, so this is going to be a straight firearms roll. Dog fumble. 
Oh my god. Please this is please No, this is great. Oh shit. Okay. Um <laughs> The suspense is killing us. <laughs> yeah, is it good or bad great? <laughs> Twenty-eight versus seventy-five. Oh, good. oh okay. Okay. It's great, like legit great. Right. Oh, oh, like you said, cl- like closing up his book and I don't need any of these notes anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well give give me a damage roll then. Okay, and I'm so sorry. On my original character sheet, I don't have, but we have a double barrel shotgun. So you're, you're shooting with a double barrel shotgun. Oh fuck. Yes. Okay. The, the <laughs> um yeah. I mean the, the fact that yeah you <laughs> the the fact that you didn't fumble might still might not mean that you didn't hit Dwayne. We'll, we'll come to that in a moment because Aww, the, the, okay. the problem with shotguns is the, <laughs> you know, the blast radius expands. The scatter. Yeah. Um, so, well, first of all, uh, are you firing with one barrel or both? Um, That's a great question. Let yeah. me... Let me <laughs> you know just... it's both. You know it's both. It's Let me both. just roll here for myself. It's both. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, so roll 8d6 damage. Okay. Oh my god. 8d6. Oh, Jesus. All right, hold on. Sorry, math. This is so gonna hurt. <laughs> Twenty-seven. <laughs> okay. Holy so, shit. so, so basically, as <laughs> as this thing is is leaning down, ready to take a big chunk out of Dwayne's head, pretty much all of it from the shoulders up just explodes into a shower of meat. There, there's fragments of bone and wet stuff just flying all over the place, raining down on Dwayne. What I would like, however, is a luck roll for Dwayne to see whether he is caught in this blast as well. Okay. Roll Let's good. See. Let's see. So my new luck was a 74. 43. Made it. Okay. So I... I, I think it's still fair to give you a little bit of damage for this. That's, yeah, just, that's fair. Um, so... Yeah, well, you still take three hit points of damage. I, as much from bone fragments as from the shot itself. As Worth know. it. <laughs> um, you are, like he, you was, are at... he was holding them up. You know, he was holding them up. It seems like his whole torso disappeared. You know, his hand should be gone at least. <laughs> yeah, you are absolutely soaked in gore. There is this convulsing, headless, topless form just lying on top of you. The tent peg still digging into your back, your ears still ringing from this almighty shotgun blast that just went off. It, it is at least hidden the fact that I have wet my pants. <laughs> so no one's gonna know. <laughs> I, I would like to very carefully see if I can lift myself off of this tent peg? Yeah, I mean, this really hurts. I mean, you're going to need medical attention. I mean, you're, you're, you're trying to do so. And your back, I mean, all of a sudden, there's just pain shooting down both of your legs. Uh, yeah, you, you, you can hardly get upright now. Can I crawl through the hole? And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, having just shot a shotgun through it, there is, yeah, a fairly big test-sized hole there that you can crawl through, yes. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, I'm gonna. Oh, oh shit, Dwayne! Uh, I did it! <laughs> 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 oh god! All right, hey, we're gonna just real quickly just roll you on off the, whatever this is. It's, um, it's in my kidneys. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, luckily, you got two of them, and I just roll them over. <laughs> um, do I have any medicine, or is this just this would be first aid rather than medicine? Oh, good. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Just just put some Neosporin on it. <laughs> so I imagine I come out of the tent by now. And, yes. Um. And I, I see him on the ground, and I'll run up to him, and uh, I don't know what to do. I can I can fix your car, but I can't I can't help you bodily. So <laughs> I can fix a car too. Um, I have a twenty-two versus seventy in first aid. Okay, <sighs> yeah. So I mean, with a bit of time, I knew for a start you can safely move him off the tent peg, and it's it's. You know, it's done a bit of damage, but you can at least bind it up to the extent where it's going to be painful for Dwayne to walk for a while, but at least he can now walk. You're going to feel pain shooting up and down your sciatic nerves pretty well constantly. You know, you're going to be limping and moving slowly. It's probably going to add a bit of time onto your journey to to go across the pyramid, but you know, you, you are at least not paralysed. Yay! It's a small victory there. It's right? a it's a win. <laughs> so Danvers is going to throw the tent off him finally if he's found the exit, and he's going to the first thing he's going to see is McNulty holding the tent peg, and he's just about to, to, to go ballistic, and he looks around and see he's been hearing the shotgun shots and goes, right, well, my, what did I miss? McNulty's going to put a finger to his lips, look at Danvers, and just draw the tent peg across his throat, my own throat, like just as a threat, just a, just a. <laughs> Just so he gets the message to shut up. I could always imagine like Danvers like puts the tent back over his head <laughs> <laughs> and sits there on the ground. Are there oh. any more of those donkeys around? No, we don't have purebred donkeys. We got mules. Yeah, you mules. Well, you, and my llama. You had you had three mules, and obviously yes, Sebastian. There's no way your llama's a llama. It's definitely a mule. You just never see one in England. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, but oh. yeah, certainly by by the time you, I mean you, you you survey the damage, and yeah, one of those mules is definitely a goner. I mean, it's not dead yet, but this Pishtaku has taken a big chunk out of it it's it's emaciated it's bleeding badly uh, it's it's there's foam in its mouth just from the pain its eyes are just wide with with terror and agony so I'm just i'll just walk boom, over it's the, dead yeah yeah i'll just walk over shoot it in the head and be done with it i mean this is going to make it slightly more difficult to take all your supplies you're, you're probably going to have to sacrifice or leave behind some stuff. I think we just leave behind Danvers' closet and we're going to be good to go. <laughs> yeah, leave, leave so Danvers' you said closet. Danvers <laughs> closet and Danvers' tent behind and we're fine, right? Well, I could probably I'm... sacrifice the dress shirts. There's not, probably not a good use for those, but I, I just cannot, cannot do without my collection of cravats. 
Um, I, I am at least going to throw a certain tent peg away. We have never taken that one with us again. So I think my watch has ended. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. A successful I forgot watch this is the first two hours. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, well, I think yeah. By the time you you kind of put the tents back up and uh, you gather your wits about you again and you know, finish patching Dwayne up, then yeah, eventually you, know, you get back to the stage where everyone can get back to sleep. And mercifully, the rest of the night passes uneventfully. It comes round to the morning, the sun comes up, and yeah, I, almost immediately it starts getting at least a bit warmer. Well, that was a, that was a great night. <laughs> yep, nothing on my watch whatsoever. A success. <laughs> uh, I mean, how do you think that Pishtaku found us like i mean where does it come from there's nothing out here oh that, that sorry that's that's a good point yeah before we get around to the morning one thing that I should probably um pin down is what you're doing with the body of the pishtaku so you said he was wearing rags does he look like like a modern local or is this one of the like conquistadors like what's it or is there just he's just rags and we don't I mean, know it is just rags i mean his cl his clothes look ancient and filthy it's a bit difficult to tell more about him because, well, I mean, everything from the the chest upwards is gone. I said we just burn it. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've got a fire going already. Let's just burn yeah. the bastard and be done with it. Well, just just hang on a second because I mean, there's not much left of the body, but look at this thing. He looks ancient. This could be a guaranteed sign that we are on the right track. We are near the pyramid. He could have been one of the original conquistadors that caused this whole curse to happen, and we've ended his misery after hundreds of years. Hey, like uh, professor, your, your sacrifice, professor. How how many conquistadors went the first time? Do you know? It's been a few months since I was <laughs> listening to this show. So. I, I was about to say, I, I think you'll find the second show is longer than a few months ago. Uh, if you give, if you give uh, me a honestly, second, honestly, I don't remember. If you give me a second, I will give you a link to the handout. Um, if you give I me mean, the second, Dan versus goes into a Zen like right. Uh, five sounds it, exactly right. Or is it like a hundred? Right? <laughs> <laughs> off the top of my head, I think it was five. And it was like the B team, right? Like it was the guys that were too short yeah. for the regular. Uh -huh. These were the reserve guys, like you know. Well, it well either way, your sacrifice has not been in vain. And actually, if you were a vampire, you've just been staked. You're not a vampire anymore. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's See, humour. You get it? Get it? Yeah. Danvers grows on me in this moment. <laughs> <laughs> Danvers grows like a fungus. <laughs> like foot rot. Yeah. <laughs> Although I will say, I, I don't think that we should burn it while we're going to sleep around it, but maybe just before we leave, set it on fire. Yeah, let's, let's, walk let's away set a fire it. and leave it completely unmaintained in a grassland. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. <laughs> with, high, with high winds. With high winds. <laughs> There's no way this could come back on us. Mm -mm. Well, we could give him a proper burial and then maybe, well, not a burial, a proper, we could flame him, fire him, and then stone him like a builder, a, a can. As it, as it were, respect. You want to have a funeral. You're going to say a few words for this guy. 
<laughs> well, I mean, I could do something in Spanish, maybe. I mean, I'm not a Catholic, so I, I don't know if that would be appropriate. And then Danvers sort of it spends the next few minutes considering <laughs> what a good... <laughs> <laughs> The Irish guy goes, I find it hard to believe you're not a Catholic. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> With no bit of resentment whatsoever. <laughs> I wish the Scottish Catholic was with me now. <laughs> right, so once you've you've broken down all the tents and got everyone patched up and burnt the remains and all the usual stuff, I assume that you're heading off on your way again. Yes. Right. Well, yes. I, the rest of the day... Oh, he passes fairly uneventfully until the late afternoon. I mean, obviously, you're having to take more breaks than you might have planned, and, you know, the, the going is a bit slower because Dwayne is, you know, for, for all the first aid that you know, Tess did. Oh, that's a good point. You should have had some hit points back for that as well. Um, if you want to roll 1d4. Uh, hit points, Dwayne, then uh, you can have that back. One, Three. Okay. Oh, That's... that was the damage I inflicted on you, so... <laughs> Then all is forgiven. Yeah, we're even. <laughs> so I'm looking at the handout, and it looks like it was five, which is good, because that was a total random guess on my part. Unless they had like 50 Pac-Men they don't bother mentioning in the history books, so. <laughs> Stop giving them ideas, Seth. You've not played them before. It's a bad move. It's a very bad move. But yeah, you, you, you move slowly across the landscape. And yeah, the, uh, the, the landscape is still much the same. I mean, a lot of it is plateaus with, with long grass. Occasionally you are... You know, moving through mountain passes and over small hills, uh, which slows you up a bit more. And at, at one point, you come up over the brow of a small hill over towards the next plateau. And there down below, you can see that there are a couple of figures. There are a couple of men dressed in, I guess, the kind of clothing you'd expect to see people around here wear you know woolen clothing uh, hats uh, you know, they're wearing ponchos and one of them is lying down on the ground in the grass you can see there's a few alpacas around as well one of them is lying down in the grass the other one is kneeling behind him uh, or beside him and as the group of you come over the the edge of the hill he looks over towards you of his eye attracted by the movement and then all of a sudden he just grabs a rifle and just starts shooting and there, you know, next thing you know there are bullets whizzing over your head and he's shouting something at you in a language none of you speak okay I duck <laughs> oh god he probably thinks we're one of the pish taku because we're all you know white I, well, except for I Jackson, just, but yes. Oh, of course, yeah. I, I would like to get down low. Okay. And uh, I will pull out my rifle. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sebastian's going to try and shout in Spanish to. Uh, we're we're friends. We're not we're not pistaku. We're we're here to to help. 
put down your gun. I mean, it's probably not. His little reedy voice is probably not carrying. Yeah, with the rifle fire, but he's definitely trying. Well then, I think... Um, give me a combined persuade and Spanish roll to see whether you can disarm the situation. Okay, um, that's a 67. His Spanish is 60, and his persuade... Ooh, it's 60. Oh, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do seven luck. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I mean, you stand up to shout this, and, you know, you're, you're having to, to really shout to make yourself heard over the wind. And... His llama's in front of him, <laughs> providing three-quarters cover. Um... Yeah, the, the the man is standing up. I mean, he's he's he, at this stage. It looks like he's actually looking through the sights, drawing a bead on you. And as you shout this, I mean, there's a moment's hesitation, and you can see the barrel of the gun dip a bit, and he's still looking at you extremely suspiciously. But he does seem to have stopped shooting for the moment. Oh, thank God! That's probably the bravest thing I've ever done. <laughs> he's. He's, he was listening. Hello there! So, the name's Sebastian Danvers. I'm from Cambridge. Um, that's in England. Um, it's uh, a university town. Uh, ne- never mind that. Um, we're here to help! <laughs> uh, well, again, I mean, he's he's not put the gun down entirely, but, yeah, he is... He's standing there warily watching the group of you. Oh, God, what to do now? Danvers, I think you should just maybe, like, scoot on ahead of us. Maybe he wants to talk to you face to face. Don't get my line of fire. <laughs> I think one act of bravery a day is more than enough. David, let's go. I can trust I... you. <laughs> I'll go with you. Right, okay. Tess is good in a fight, yeah. Should we bring along Charlotte as well? Who? Who the hell is Charlotte? I've named the llama Charlotte. <laughs> Of course you have. Uh, I'll go down as well because my Spanish is slightly better than his. Uh, 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 his is very good. It's just really formal and, and very academic. <laughs> um, no, Charlotte, you stay here out of danger. We don't want you getting shot like um, poor, poor, um, that poor dog. Anyway, let's go. McNulty is my name. <laughs> no, I meant, I meant the donkey last night. He didn't get shot. Yeah. Doesn't care about you, McNulty. It's the donkey that he's wearing. Still wearing chest straps of where I've got shotgun shells in my chest. So I assume then that Dwayne and McNulty are hanging back. Dwayne is is ready to provide covering fire if need be. And you've got the deputation of Tess Jackson and Danvers heading down towards these two figures. As you get closer, you can see that... Yeah, there are two men. One of them is you know, quite young, actually, possibly even a teenager, certainly no older than early 20s. He's the one who's lying on the ground. And you can see, now that you're closer, that he is absolutely covered in blood. There is a great gaping wound on his chest. The The man who's standing up, holding the rifle, he hasn't put it down entirely, looks older. He pro- probably in his 40s. Fairly heavily bearded, and yeah, he is eyeing you warily as as you get closer, and he doesn't have to shout so much. He, he says, "Who are you? Is this your son? I can and I say all this in Spanish. Um, is this your son? I can I can help. I can help." 
Yeah, it doesn't sound like his Spanish is that great, but he's just about communicating with you. He says, yes, yes, this, my son, yes, he is hurt. I will rush over to the young person and begin administering first aid. Okay. I mean, Do I get a sense of a, <clears throat> a, a um, an accent of any sort off him? Is he... Yeah, I mean, it, it's it sounds similar to you know the the way the people in Puno spoke. I mean, you reckon? Yeah, actually, you've spent enough time up here now. You reckon that um, you know he's probably a quite sure speaker, um, but you know speaks at least some Spanish. So, so what what happened here? He looks across the landscape, away from yeah, actually in the direction you're heading, roughly, and. You can see, you know, a look of fear in his eyes, and he he just says one word, just uh, pishtakum. Uh, they came for us last night as well. He he nods. We killed uh, one. <clears throat> you killed one. Good. And we burned good. it. Good, good, good. There, there were two. I I've one one was. One was like the stories I've heard before. Yeah, he he points in the direction of of, of Sebastian, yeah, as if by indication. Um, and he, but the other one, the other was a woman. A young woman, you're sure? Mm, yes. Yes. Did I, she look like uh like the other one did? Uh, desiccated and. No, 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 they both, they both looked, um, he, he, he struggles for a moment and then, uh, fat, they looked fat. Oh, that's not good. The other one didn't have a Scottish accent by chance, did he? <laughs> <laughs> he looks at you blankly. <laughs> that's worth a shot. Uh, Is that a good, a good point to end this episode? Yes, I think so. Fantastic. Well, again, thank you everyone at home for listening and thank you all for playing. It's been an absolute blast to get the group back together again. Um, obviously, my name is Joe Trey. If you want to get in contact with me, you can contact me on Twitter at HWR Podcast. You can contact me through the podcast Discord page, which has just about hit 500 members, which is fantastic. Um, we've got a Facebook page, a Reddit page, and you can also email the podcast directly at howwerollpodcast at gmail.com. Um, Owen, how can people get in touch with you? Anything you'd like to share, plug, or mention? Uh, you can hit me up on Twitter, guys, and how we roll own.com, own is the O G H A N. I'm also on our Discord all the time, and you can catch me streaming random video games on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash HWR podcast. Very cool, very cool. Uh, Seth, how can people get in touch with you? Anything you want to share, plug, or mention? Um, well, you can uh, find me on Twitter, which is just S. Skorkowski, my name, which is probably difficult to spell. Uh, then, of course, there is my YouTube channel, um, also under my name, Seth Skorkowski. And uh, most recent uh, novel that I released was Ashes of Onyx, came out earlier this year. It has got a, a, a kind of a contemporary magic, other worlds, a bit of Carcosa, and as a, as a fun book, it is available on ebook, paperback, and audiobook. I was going to say, like, I've, I've read your first book and really enjoyed it, but as soon as I saw Carcosa, it went up easily on my wish. <laughs> it's it's, very it's more of a player. Chambers Carcosa than a Lovecraft oh, Carcosa. Good, good, good. That sounds perfect. Uh, Murph, uh, how can people get in contact with you? Uh, anything you'd like to share, plug, or mention? 
Uh, just come and listen to us over at the Miskatonic University podcast at mu-podcast.com or you can come and find us on the Discord and or on Twitter at um, mu underscore podcast. Fantastic. And uh, Tess, uh, anything you'd like to share, mention, plug? How can people get in contact with you? Yeah, you can listen to me over on Welcome to St. Paxton and ch- catch up with our show, CAF Podcast, on Twitter. And I'm at Typical Veronica on Twitter. Fantastic. And uh, Scott, how can people get in? Scott, thank you again for DMing. That was absolutely <laughs> oh, good. fantastic. Glad and, you're enjoying uh, it. <laughs> always a pleasure. I feel that we were a little more focused tonight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in previous episodes. You, you had your moments. Um... <laughs> Uh, maybe they did I'm not sure maybe you might agree that but yeah uh, how can people get in contact with you anything you want to share plug Benson? Uh so yes if people want to find me on Twitter I am on there at S Dorwood which again good luck spelling that and uh, otherwise if you look for me at blasphemoustomes.com uh, that is the home of the Good Friends of Jackson Lives podcast and it's got links to all our social media presences there Amazing. And thank you so much, Owen, for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to hear more of what we do, we're available on iTunes and Spotify, and you can find more Call of Cthulhu and more Dungeon Dragons there. Um, next week, uh, we return to our Two-Headed Serpent campaign, and we should be back in two weeks with the next Masks episode. If you can't wait that long, you can find all of our next episodes. Uh, well, that's not entirely true. You can find the next episodes at patreon.com forward slash how we roll podcast for five dollars a month you can get early access to to our show um about a week early um and you also get some of our patreon only content including a patreon only call of cthulhu scenario called the space between gm'd by scott dorwood um and we also have a cult divinity lost playthrough um which is gm'd by the amazing craig from red moon roleplay so do check them out before we go, we'll say a huge thanks to all our patrons. We literally could not do the show without you. We want to welcome our newest patrons, Dylan Rowe and Alice Weird. Thank you so much. Um, we also want to say a big thank you to BattleBards.com, who provided many of the, the sound effects and music you've heard in the show, and we definitely recommend checking them out. And also our partners at Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms have a gold chest code just for you. All you need to do is log into the game and enter this code. L-O-V-E-S-O-V-S-E-F-F-F. That is all from us, and we'll be back next week. Take care.